When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another episode of LGHL Uncut, everybody, where we bring you unedited, unfiltered audio from Ohio State press conferences and other media availabilities. Today we've got the press conference from Ohio State's 76-52 win over the Merrimack Warriors from Wednesday night. Um, It was a very clunky first half for the Buckeyes, a very concerning first half for the Buckeyes, where they only made nine buckets in the first 20 minutes against a Merrimack team that is... Uh, somewhere sub 300 in the Ken Palm rankings. I don't remember the exact number, but they are a bad team. And Ohio State also was a bad team in the first half. However, they flipped the script in the second half. They outscored Merrimack 41-23 to close the game and ended up winning by 24. They essentially had the second half that we all thought they would have in the first half. But after the game, we did speak to Roddy Gale, who led Ohio State in scoring for the first time this season with 20 points. We also spoke to Evan Mahaffey, and then we spoke to Chris Holtman. Um, all in all, I believe it is about half an hour of audio, so a lot of good stuff here to listen to. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and get you into that press conference with Chris Holtman, Roddy Gale, and Evan Mahaffey. Guys, when you prepared for this zone, I wonder the way that your roles played out tonight with Roddy, obviously you scoring and Evan being in the middle there, kind of facilitating things. How, how did how this game played out, match up with the way that you guys prepared for attacking that zone? Um, I think that, like it's a very unique zone. Like Obviously, you don't really see too much of it. So I think one of our big keys was just to play out of that middle. Uh, Evan did a great job facilitating even finding his own shot sometimes. So um, like that, was, that was pretty much our game plan. You know, try to be able to find the middle and um, force the big kind of to, to come up and, and play defense. So that was one of our you know, big emphasis going through the week. Yeah, like with a zone like that, you can prepare all you want, but when you get in the game, they can be playing totally different. But I think um, we did a great job all week just seeing that look. Um, I feel like the guys in practice, they give us a really good look at that. And um, just like what Rod said, just being able to facilitate through that middle, be aggressive out of there. I know Rod had a couple buckets out of the middle. So just being able to be aggressive out of there and then um, play through play through different people. And then also the, the way that you were able to ride hit shots early, back-to-back threes to open the game after some tough shooting to, to open the season. How much does that help maybe set the tone and, and loosen a couple of things up? Um, big thanks to you know our coaching staff and my teammates. They just uh, believe in me. Like I, I know that I went through that kind of a shooting slump uh, a little bit. So um, <clears throat> just their encouragement, you know, just to tell me to keep shooting. You know, it's going to fall, it's going to fall. So I think that um, – the threes that I hit early on just kind of opened it up for everybody else because I felt like they, you know, they had to extend a little bit more, which opened a lot more gaps and you know, um, high post touches. Evan, you mentioned <clears throat> kind of having to see the zone in, in game situations. Yeah. How long do you feel like it took for you guys to kind of get in a rhythm with with what you were actually facing? I think we got in, I think we got into a pretty good rhythm um, earlier, like in the first half. 
But um, I know like our shots just weren't falling most of the time. So that made it pretty hard because um, you can get a little, um, it can mess with your head a little bit. But I feel like we stay consistent in our, our attack. Um, we might mix up a few things <clears throat> like in the second half, getting Jameson screening and popping for open threes, which is really, really a big help too. So, um, but just being able to um, be able to make those adjustments, but also stick with our game plan, even if shots aren't falling, because we're getting really good shots. Obviously, you opened things up in the second half. Just how important was that, especially coming off of Friday night, to, to pull away and you know kind of have some good feelings coming out of this one? Yeah, it feels great. I think um, one big thing that um, we really emphasized after like going to locker match first half was our defense. So being able to really um, come down in the second half and really try to dominate that end was a big thing. And I feel like that's what's really going to uh, carry us um, throughout this time is our defense and our intensity. Uh, down that end because that can really turn the offense really fast. In the first half, you guys were getting a lot of good looks around the basket that just weren't dropping. You, Zed, Devin, um, when you go to the locker room and you're struggling, but you feel like you're getting good looks, is that still like encouraging to know that like the good looks are there, the shots are there, they're just not dropping? Uh, definitely, because you know, I mean, we have you know guys who, who work on that, like you said, like. Every day, like he, he's in the gym putting in, in hours, working on his left hand jump hook, working on his finishes around the rim. Same with Evan, same with everybody on the team. So, if we constantly getting those looks around the rim, I, like I have no no uh, concern about them making it as long as we get stops on the defensive end and first time rebounds. I think you know we'll be in a great position. And I think you guys went to four or five threes in the first half after you saw the zone at Oakland and all the different kind of zone. Um, was it like a conscious thing going into this game? Like we are not going to be shooting as much from the perimeter against this zone or was it just, we're going to go to the middle and see what we can get. And that's just how it played out. Um, yeah, I think um, within the zone, one of the biggest things that zones, what you do is take the outside shot and settle for that. So I think being able to attack the paint and play through that is a really big thing because you want inside out shots at the end of the day. Those are the uh, best shots, high percent, high percent, highest percentage shots. So um, being able to get into the paint will open up a lot for every, for our offense. I think um, that was a very big part of uh, what we were doing. And, and big ups to uh, Merrimack, they play a really unique zone, so they don't yeah. really allow too many catch and shoot threes. Uh, the wings are very extended and the, and the guards play super high, so that takes away all the kind of rhythm, rhythm threes. Ronnie, obviously the crowd's going to go crazy after you throw down some big dunks like you did in this game, but you know those plays are created with really good off-ball movement, coming to the rim on the one that Devin fed you, and then the alley-oop, obviously, uh, on the side out with Bruce there. Just well, what's the importance and, and how do you move off the ball well to create those opportunities for yourself? Um, I, I can't take the credit. Um, uh, coach made it a big emphasis to cut off the ball whenever the ball is in the high post because we know that uh, as soon as the ball is in the high, high post, everybody matches up. And the out-of-bounds play was just literally, that, that was a play. Um, through our scout and watching them play, they, we know that they get aggressive from out-of-bounds. So as soon as I uh, lifted up to the wing, we knew that the guard was going to like kind of turn his head. So as soon as he turned his back, it was like an indicator for me to Cut dive to the rim and Bruce made an amazing, uh, threw an amazing ball. And I'm saying I, I caught it. This was an efficient shooting night for you, at, you know, both inside and outside. I guess when you're hitting shots close to the rim, does it then fuel your outside shooting as well? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it feels great just you know getting a, getting a good feel of the game. Um, seeing a few go in definitely sparks a, a a good encouragement to my outside shot. Um, you know, I just try to you know work from the inside out. Guys, three games in, 
do you, I mean, I know you know where you want to get yet, but do you like the trajectory so far through one, two, three games of progression? How do you feel about that? Yeah, definitely. I think just knowing every day, every uh, every game, every practice is getting better. So just knowing um, from last game what we felt like we did wrong, things that we need to improve on and bring it to this game and trying to make sure we hit on those keys um, is a very big thing to make sure that we're progressing every day to get to where we want to be um, later on in the year and we're playing our best basketball. Because I, I think if you get too stagnant in um, what you're doing, that can really cause um, a lot of just staying still and your team not getting better. So I feel like just being able to work off of like what we did wrong last game, bring it to this game, do it better. What was the rebounding emphasis since the A&M game? It was uh, box out heavy, like um, <laughs> turn around, face block outs, um, just whatever you have to do to get the ball, no second chance points. And I think that's something all year. I feel like the best teams um, in the country are the best rebounding team. So being able to get that first, uh, first time shot is going to be big all year. So just being able to have emphasis on that. So did tonight, does tonight make you feel like those guys are right, the coaches are right, you know, when you when you come out and win? And I know this isn't as good as what you played the other night, but you, you dominated the boards, so. Yeah, I think um, we knew they were right all along, but it's just about, like, just making sure we're doing it. I, um, um, I know sometimes when you're down there, you can be like, okay, yeah, like, nobody's coming, but, like, you never know how the ball's going to bounce. So just making sure we're doing all, the little, all those little details and going to your man first and then pursuing the ball. Is that what we got to do? Yeah, going on that re uh, rebounding, it looked like kind of Felix and, and Zeb were kind of mm -hmm. doing well inside the paint with the uh, rebounding blocks and all that. So I guess, um, like, what did you see from them like, uh, inside? And how were they, they, were, they were able to, I guess, uh, yeah. Paint, I, yeah, I think they dominated, honestly. I think um, those, are, those are two guys that are big forces to be reckoned with. So I think um, <laughs> just it starting with them is also a really big thing. Cause I know like I'm gonna get in there and I'm gonna try to do my part, but those guys are just dogs down there and I know they'll do that every single night. So that's why I think we just all have to help then do our part too, because they, we want them to block shots too. So we have to make sure we're cracking down their men and then they can clean it up. Or if they're boxing out a bigger guy, we make sure that we have their backs as well. So um, just starting with them for sure. Roddy, you talked a lot in the preseason about trying to take that next big step forward and being a consistent go-to guy on this team. Um, against Oakland, you were able to get into the zone and create some opportunities. Uh, tonight, you carry the scoring load. Where do you where do you think you are as far as starting to get settled as a guy who can step up and lead this team in scoring on, on any given night? Um, I think we have the personnel where, um, you know, anybody can lead the night in uh, scoring. Um, I don't think I have to be the guy to to necessarily, you know, provide the most of the scoring um, each night, but I think that um, I do a great job of making plays, uh, whether that's, you know, scoring or facilitating for my teammates. So, you know, I think, you know, like I said, we have the um, personnel for it, whether it's J-Mo, Evan, Kava, his night, Bruce, of course, say it. So I think that <clears throat> with the team we have here, like, pretty much unstoppable. What I actually meant to ask was about your playmaking. Just it seems like you're more comfortable maybe even than you were last season as far as creating for other guys and, and making other opportunities that aren't just you scoring. Where do you think you are growing as a playmaker as far as what we've seen here through three games? Um, I think compared to, to last year, like the game has slowed down a tremendous. Um, Evan probably could say the same. Yeah. Like just coming in as a freshman and playing against such uh, elite level talent, like those, those gaps close a lot faster than what you think. So, um, 
thanks to Coach Holt and Coach D, where you know just put me in those positions to to be able to fail. And I think that um, <clears throat> you know I've learned from all my mistakes. So I think now now where is where you know my game is beginning to thrive. At what point did you guys start working on the zone, facing a zone? Coach Holtman was talking about it. I mean, even before the first game. Uh, obviously, you play a couple teams here that, that play. How how early was this an emphasis in, in practice? It was pretty early. I think with us going into the year, no, we're going to face a couple really good zone teams. Um, we started just throwing it in um, throughout practice um, a good amount. But um, knowing that at the end of the day, um, that we're going to see a lot of man-to-man -man too. So not making too big of an emphasis until we get up to that week. Um, we did that as well. But we saw it pretty early, um, just being able to um, see it early so that we, uh, we it's when the first week when we get it, we're not like, oh, this is crazy. Because their zone's different from what we see like um, normally. So, yeah. Uh, yes, guys. Um, either one of you guys are both going to answer this up. Uh, what has uh, Jameson Battle added to this team? I know you, you're glad you don't have to face him no more, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jameson showed like his elite level uh, three-point shooter, and obviously he can score the ball from all three levels at a tremendous rate. So, you know, having an older guy like that who can put the ball in the basket and be able to lead, like J-Mo has left, took an, uh, an exceptional turn with his leadership and his voice, being able to teach us younger guys, you know, uh, what this league has been about and what the expectations is to win. So. You know, I, I, I appreciate Jameson, you know, being on our team and being a, a leader for us. Yeah, definitely. I think Jace, he's he's a bucket, honestly. He, he, he's going to get to his spots. I think that's one thing that um, I've really saw and I'm learning from him for sure. Um, as an older guy in this league that has played in this league for a couple of years, been in college for a while. Um, you really see how comfortable he is with um, knowing where he wants to get and uh, being able to read the defense as well, knowing where guys going to fly at him and knowing he's a really good scorer. So people are going to um, really make an emphasis to get him off of his spot. But um, him still getting to his areas, being able to rise up and make shots, it's impressive. Just one more. Uh, Last question before Coach Woods I mean, the, the steal that you had and then drive and it looked like a Euro step and finish. Uh, can you take us through a play like that, what you see in that moment? And then that was when the offense wasn't really flowing very well. And then it seemed like at that point, and that kind of got things rolling again. What, what does, where are you in your ability to make plays like that consistently that is going to spark an offense when maybe things aren't going great? Yeah, I think um, just every game, every game, getting more and more comfortable making plays like that. Um, I feel like I know that I have the ability. I work on it. Um, so being able to um, allow my defense to um, help transition to my offense is also a really big thing too. So um, being able to get that skill and be able to push in transition is something, another reason why they, uh, coaches brought me in, just be able to um, be another guy out there that can handle the ball and transition and make plays. Um, so yeah, I feel like at this point in my game, it's more just about being comfortable, being out there, and just consistently just being like, okay, like I can do this. Like I'm, I have played with a little bit more freedom um, and making those plays for sure. Thanks. Thank you guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
good uh, good final final stretch here in the second half for for our guys. I thought they did a great job of kind of breaking uh, breaking free. The zone obviously bothers us a little bit, and but we played some long offensive possessions or defensive possessions. They were playing pretty deliberate on offense, but uh, it's good to see those guys make a few shots and break it open. Could you just explain? maybe in layman's terms, what makes this zone so difficult to, to play against? Well, I, I think the biggest thing right now is how active they are. They're active in the high post with their digs and they dig off of uh, a couple different uh, spots. Sometimes they're gonna dig uh, from the top off the guard. Sometimes they'll, um, you know, they'll dig, they dig a couple times. It's like the five man, they just, you know, they turned us over there early in the second half. We just. Uh, they were digging from different spots. They play really high and wide, and then I think what makes them most effective uh, is they scramble really well. And um, I think that's what allowed them to go, and they had some older kids last year where they went on their run and you know won all those games in, in the final two months. They had older guys that had played in their system. Um, they, they're a little bit of a younger group right now, and they were missing one of their guards tonight. But. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a unique way. It's different than what you see. The Syracuse zone has some of the same principles in terms of how high and wide their wings are. Um, but the Syracuse zone does not chase you off uh, the line like this group does. How was, was a player like Evan uh, getting the ball in the middle of the zone? I know you had a couple of other guys do it, but it seemed like there were stretches where you were able to get past that pressure and he was able to get the ball, turn, make a yeah. play, see something happen. Yeah, he was he was important. I think he can get better with that too, Adam. I didn't think he was always aggressive enough. Some of that is he's worried about the digs, where they were coming from. They coming from behind, but uh, he missed a, he missed a running kind of two foot play off the glass. But I think he get better in there. What you want in those situations is if you can put a guy that can score it uh, and shoot, and also can make really good reads and good passing, uh, uh, good reads almost like a quarterback in there, that's your most effective guy. That's why it was EJ was so good, because he could score it and he could deck it. He could also pass if they converged. You guys had, I think, five guys that were between four and five rebounds. You had a 42 to 25 advantage of rebounds, zero second chance points. I mean, I know this is a different physical match, matchup yeah. and, and the zone is going to create some of that. But what did yeah. you think about getting rebounded contributions for a number of guys and, and limiting some of their opportunities. Yeah, I thought it was good. They they really committed, Adam, to uh, not giving us anything in transition. So, you know, we played a team in A&M who was sending sometimes five guys to the offensive class to playing a team in Merrimack right now who sometimes didn't send anybody. They were just sprinting back. They were saying, hey, listen, we're not going to let you get anything in transition. We're going to make you play against our zone. And then offensively, we're going to play really long possessions offensively. And we're going to try to see if we can keep this thing close in the last 10 minutes and 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 beat you. I think that was their game plan. And obviously, it was close uh, until we broke it open. Ronnie, obviously the biggest standout on the offensive end, 20 points, 8 for 12 shooting. Just what do you see in his performance tonight? Uh, just aggressiveness, confidence. Uh, those first two threes were critical. He's a good shooter. And uh, I think he just has to show it. He has to take good time and space threes. But I uh, just love, I like how aggressive he is right now, and I like his confidence. He's playing with great confidence. 
<clears throat> then you get some opportunities down the stretch to play some guys you know that I haven't seen before this year. I, I guess what's the importance of, of those minutes in, in games like this to kind of you know get some of the depths of experience? Well, you know, I think I think we were, you know, it's a, it's a byproduct of, of getting a you know twenty point lead in the last four minutes. Is you can you can do that. Some you can throw guys like Austin in there, but uh, um, you know you don't ever go into a game assuming that's going to be the case. But that's always a nice thing. And then were you happy with how this game played out? I mean, it was pretty nip and tuck there for a while, and then yeah. you go on a 16-0 run to kind of close it out down the stretch. You know, I think we got to do things. We definitely got to do some things better. There's no question. I think we got to do some things better. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing. But I thought our stretch there uh, in the second half uh, for seven eight minutes was really really good. When we just talked to Roddy, he said he feels like you and Coach Diebler have put him in positions where he's been allowed to fail, and he's played through that, and he feels like he's getting better because of it. Um, you talked about him last year, too, about how you thought he was going to be a really good player. What kinds of things are you seeing from Roddy that are good, and what kinds of things do you think are still holding him back from being you know, the best that he could possibly be? I think what's holding him back right now is just consistent motor uh, and effort every single day in practice. Um, that's what we're challenging him with. He's respond. He is a phenomenal kid. Great family. Uh, great kid. Just love him to death. Uh, so it's easy to coach a kid like that. Uh, the first half, you guys only took a couple threes. Most of your looks were like pretty much right around or below yeah. the basket, and they were like Zed. And yeah. a lot of them were just not hitting. Yeah. Do you still feel like at halftime, you're like, what we're doing, we're getting good looks. They're not dropping. So do you feel good going into the second half with that? Yeah, I didn't love a couple of – it's not necessarily Felix's strength right now to, to shoot, you know, wall-up, uh, twos over wall-ups. Um, I think you still got to get better at that. that. That's not necessarily – was our game plan, attacking the zone. Now Zed missed some that he would normally make. He's just got to work on his touch. He's got to work on finishing better. Um, but yeah, I don't. We don't necessarily want to live attacking a zone right now with shooting over wall, especially if we didn't want to shoot over a seven footer. Yeah, the seven footer in there seemed to. He was in there yeah. for a reason down there, yeah. right? Um, and did you guys finally, when you when you broke it open in the second half, was it finally like you kind of got used and comfortable in that zone? Because guys are getting a ball in the middle of the lane. It's like yeah. you're used to getting guarded hard, and you're not. So yeah. it's just kind of a weird – was it a weird feeling that they finally just – Yeah, most zones, what they'll say is – and, and they, they, it's clearly their philosophy is, hey, we're going to live with you shooting a catch, turn, face, foul line, jump shot over our five-man. They'll cover down with their forwards, and then they'll spray out with their top two guards. But we're going to live with that shot because – I don't know if you can make enough of those to beat us. Um, so they really spray out, and that's what they did. And we we did not want to play into taking a lot of those um, because it's always going to be oversized. But finally, we were able to do some ball screen. We changed up our attack in the last you know 15 minutes, and then that combined with getting a little bit of a lead, I think our guys just were more aggressive. The first bucket of the half was the inbounds alley oop to. To Roddy, uh, what'd you see? Why'd you make that call? We put it in for this game um, because we felt like we, if we ran something four or five times, um, 
we thought we could run a counter and th we thought we could sneak uh, Roddy. Um, I've run it. A, I've run it a few times, but you know, not a ton of teams play that type of zone defense out of bounds. But I did think we could get it at least once, and uh, we got it. So you kind of decoyed it for a few plays, we did. and then you switched it up and boom, yeah. hit it. It was a counter to uh, a box set we run, um, and um, yeah, it was just a counter to it that we felt like we could. I, I felt like we could get it. Did that play feel like a spark? Well, you know, you do sometimes you are as a coach when it's the game's as stagnant as it was. It's part of the reason I called it, to be honest with you, because I felt like we need a little bit of juice in the building. And um, um, if we could execute, I thought it would give our guys a little bit of life. And Roddy, there's a moment there. I didn't think he was going to be able to. It was a high pass, but uh, when he went and got it, it was impressive. It uh, looked like Jameson kind of got it going yeah. in the second half, too. With, I think two threes, two of four, um, yeah. I guess. What did you? How hard is it to have someone like Jameson kind of get it from the three-point strike? Yeah, lift the offense. That was great to see, and part of that was him setting some some on balls, um, some outer outer third uh, on balls, which we thought could give him trouble, and then popping, um, and then that once he made a couple of those, Bruce made a really nice read coming off of it. Um, I think once he made one, then he just he was aggressive with it, and that was really good to see. I, I think, listen, transfers, they're not like freshmen in terms of their learning curve, but they are like freshmen in terms of everything's new. The expectations are different than their previous place. And it just it does take them a little bit of a minute. Um, but I'm confident that he'll just get better and better as the year goes on, and so will Dale and Evan. Coach, uh, Merrimack uh, was – Kind of able to hang around until 10 yeah. minutes left within the second half, and then you went on a 27 9 run to finish the game even when you got high from three. Was there anything you noticed execution wise in the last 10 minutes that you think you did better on that helped uh, push you to that run? Well, first of all, I think you give, give, uh, give Joe and his kids a lot of credit. I thought they played with great just tenacity and aggressiveness defensively, and you know, they compete. Those kids really compete, and it's a credit to Joe and his staff. It's a real credit to those guys. So I first say that about about those guys. Um, I think um, we did change our attack a little bit um, to a little bit more ball screen stuff. But you know, I think more than anything, when you know, when you have a lead of 10, 12, 13, you know, your basket's a little more open in those situations, and that helped. Are there times when you want these guys, your your perimeter guys, to just shoot the ball. It seems like at times, and maybe in some of the other games where catch kind of hesitate, yeah. the defender gets out. Am I reading that right? Yeah. Now, they really fly and extend. Yeah. They really fly at your three. Um, but, yes, we have to be more ready on the catch to, to answer your question. We, we definitely need that need to be more ready on the catch than, than what we've uh, been, Patrick. And I think um, that's a challenge with we're, we're trying to get Jamison a little bit better with that. I'd like to quicken his release a little bit. Felix sat for like the last 17 minutes. Uh, what are you challenging with, challenging him with after this game? Well, I just thought Zed was a better option. I'm telling you, this kid, Felix, he's he's such a special kid. Last 15 minutes of the game, as you mentioned, didn't play. He was the loudest guy on the bench. He was literally calling out defensive calls, uh, our defensive calls, uh, challenging our guys. He was an unbelievable 
teammate who the guy that was replacing him said he was talking to him the whole 15 minutes so uh, man a great what a great example of what uh, a great teammate looks like and his you know he's going to be a really good player his, his time will come and then with the zone folks forcing you to do some different things some different looks like uh, Bruce only took a couple of shots yeah um, and I know you probably don't want him shooting 20 like he did the other night uh, maybe in certain circumstances but was there something in the game plan and the way that they played that just forced Bruce in a little bit of a different role tonight? Yeah, they kept him out of the paint until the end, um, and they kept him. They kept us out of transition until the end. I think those are two things that he can be pretty good with. But they kept him out of the paint. Um, uh, there's, there's no really kept him out of the paint. One more for me, but the you finished with uh, thirteen turnovers. How many of those do you think were forced, and how many do you think maybe unforced? You know, I think I think they do a good job being really handsy and forcing turnovers. Um, we had a couple of careless ones too. I'd have to go back and look at it, Adam. I don't remember outside of maybe Jamison's one in the first half where we talked about them jumping those guards, jumping those those uh, reversals. I don't remember a ton of those. Um, we did talk about how they were. We felt like they were going to guard a couple of our set actions where they were going to jump it, and we didn't. We did a good job following the game plan there. But I also thought we were just a little bit too loose in traffic at times. So I had to look at how many were forced and unforced. They certainly forced some. I don't know if we'll talk to you before Sunday. So could you just yeah Western Michigan? Yeah. So uh, I think they're a really good team. Obviously, they, they had a chance to beat Northwestern at Northwestern last night. I don't know if you guys saw that, but we know Northwestern's a really good team that returns a lot of guys. And they had a great chance to beat them. Um, um, yeah, they're, they're – I've not had a chance to look at them much, but based on their scores and then certainly based on that, I was following that game a little bit last night. It was it was like a tie game or one, one or two point game with a minute and a half to go at Northwestern. So that's a good team we got coming in on Sunday. It's a good team for sure. And uh, we need to really <clears throat> be ready for them. I was just gonna ask about Devin real quick. Um, took a couple games that he was able to get his first college bucket tonight. Um, I don't know if either of them were at a point where the game was like, it was a particularly impactful bucket, but can you just talk about him for a second and what parts of his game you see are um, excelling when you put him in, what parts of his game he needs to keep getting better at if he wants to see the floor more? Yeah, I think his, his ability to switch and guard the ball, it's going to be important for us. Sometimes he can, he can struggle keeping the ball in front, but, you know, Devin's just got to, you know, he's got to be patient with himself. He's got to be patient with this process and keep getting better. He's going to be a really good player. Um, but it takes some time, and you know he's he's uh, he's going to help our team for sure. Yeah, starting lineup, you got the same one. I know you're not going to talk about how you're going to start Sunday, but is that is open for discussion with within your staff down the road at times still, or do you feel pretty well set for now? Yeah, with, I don't know that there'll be any you know massive changes. I think we'll look at it from from game to game and performance to performance. But uh, I think uh, I will evaluate the film. And if we feel like there's somebody that's not, uh, that, that's better than, than uh, or, or that gives our team a chance to get off to a better start, because that's really what starting is, uh, then we'll, we'll look to make an adjustment. Okay, guys, thanks. Thanks, Chris. All right, take care.